0: Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we
1: believe you are fallible, and what you do matters.
0: This is episode one hundred and thirty-six. I am Justin,
1: and I am Shauna Wood.
0: How are you, Shauna Wood?
1: I am well, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Today, we are talking about, are you an imposter? Are you an imposter? Those vows are tripping me up. Dealing with imposter syndrome. It's a real thing.
1: It is a real thing.
0: And the story, while we're talking about this, is because when you grow, and when you change, and become the new person that you are created to be, you leave the old person, or parts of the old person, behind. And so you have a hard time in your mind getting the new story. Wait, I'm really not this. And my story in my head is I wrote a book. It's a small, simple, little 40-day devotional book, right? But calling myself an author has been like so weird. It has been like, oh, you're an author now. And I'm like, ah. Cause it doesn't fit with my storyline in my head before, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, can I just tell people what was really funny was that people are ordering the devotion now. Yeah. And so I was going to meet some people who wanted copies here locally. And one lady specifically asked, she was like, I want it signed by the author. <laughs> and so I was like, Justin, and, and I brought a Sharpie and I brought an ink pen. And I was like, I don't care if you use Sharpie on the cover or if you use ink pen on the front page. But I need you to sign this because I got to take it today. And you look like the most confused little kid ever.
0: I know, because it was like author signing a book. Oh, that's me. Okay. I don't have a story in my head for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a total new experience. And I do. I feel like an imposter. Because I'm like, yeah, I wrote a book, but that doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I immediately start canceling it off. Like, no, no, no. So the imposter syndrome is very real for your growth. It's just something you got to deal with. I know... I know everyone who's dealing, like like dads who have maybe not great dad past growing up with their dad, who are wonderful dads, but the story in their head is, I'm not sure I'm being a good dad, you know? Right. And it's like, no, you're, you're an amazing dad, but that story doesn't necessarily have a home in your head, the good story of the truth and we know the same thing with successful business people or other things you know we've we've dealt with ourselves we see i see it in other people just this imposter self so tell us about it
1: so you know and that is the problem the problem is that our old story can keep us from it can try to sabotage you um if you don't address it And then what it does is it keeps you from doing any further growth. Um, So the solution to that, though, is that you recognize it, you understand what it is, and then when it creeps up, you're like, oh, I know that. That's the imposter syndrome, and I'm going to keep moving. Because it's not, it's just a little bump in the road. It's not this major block. Right,
0: and because you you tell yourself, hey, I am changing to a new person. I am becoming a new person with these new experiences I will be different through the end of this journey and growth process. Because otherwise, you're going to be in a lot of stress. Trust me. (laughs) If people keep saying, hey, can you sign this book? (laughs) I
1: don't know. (laughs) So we actually found an amazing article. I really, really like this article. It's written by Melody... Melody Wilding and it's called Five Different Types of Imposter Syndrome and Five Ways to Battle Each One. So we're gonna kind of look at this because it manifests differently for different people. Um so while you might say, Oh, I've never dealt with that in my life. Well, by the time we get through this little episode, you may say, Oh my goodness, I totally have. Thanks for giving me a way to move past that.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And this melody lady, you're gonna I know you're gonna talk about it, it comes from a the work of Dr. Valerie Young. So, shall I just go ahead and start here? Many high achievers share a dirty little secret. Deep down, they feel like complete frauds. Their accomplishments, the result of serendipitous, serendipitous luck. This psychological phenomenon, known as imposter syndrome, reflects a belief that you're an, an, you're an inadequate and incompetent failure despite evidence that indicates you're skilled and quite successful. In short, it's a hot mess of harmfulness. It can also take various forms depending on a person's background, personality and circumstances. So I'm gonna read this again. This psychological phenomenon known as imposter syndrome reflects a belief that you're an inadequate and incompetent failure despite evidence that indicates you're skilled and quite successful. Think about how many people that is who are out there who are believing the story, I can't do this, but you're doing it <laughs> like you're in the middle of doing it. I'm going to read it one more time. The psychological phenomenon known as imposter syndrome reflects a belief that you're an inadequate and incompetent failure, despite evidence that indicates you're skilled and quite successful. People need to like process that <laughs> and get rid of that old story.
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like I first encountered this in high school. I remember really clearly my senior year. I applied for so many scholarships it was off the chain. Like my high school guidance counselor got tired of giving me transcripts and signing off on things, um, but I knew that was how I was going to be able to get a college education. I had to get some scholarships. So anyway, I went to an in-person interview. Like I'd made it to like the finalist level of this one scholarship, and I went in and um, rocked it. Like I was just, I just had a good ability in an interview situation to do well, and so afterwards. I actually got feedback from one of the people on the committee that was like, man, you blew it out of the water. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm not exactly sure what they were thinking, but for whatever reason, I was able to fool them. So I really hope that I get that, you know. And so in hindsight, I can look back and I'm like, man, I really did crush that. Um, But it wasn't until I got to be a much older adult that I could look back and say, no, that was actually really good. Um, It was just like, wow, I don't know. They got confused, but they're going to give it to me. So, okay.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So true. So true. So you're going to go and work through some of these.
1: Yeah. So we're going to touch base on the five different kinds. And then... In case you're not sure if that's you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions to help you kind of self-identify. And then we're going to give you like a growth step. So if this is you and you're identifying with it, here's an action step to help you move that away so it's not blocking you from continuing to grow.
0: And not just this is helpful for you, but think about other family members in your life or people that you work with in your life, especially people who are just promoted to a new position, right? If one of your family members just promoted to a new position, this imposter syndrome, I guarantee you, will surface somehow if you're looking for it. If It's just around us a lot. I'll stop talking now. You go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the first one is the perfectionist. And I think this is probably the easiest one to identify. Um, so perfectionists, as we all know, set these just like excessively high goals and expectations for themselves and then they end up becoming like control freaks a lot of time um, because they think that they have to achieve that super super high growth or goal so whether I mean that could be in anything that could be like an academic performance that could be a sales goal that That could be be anything
0: tic-tac-toe Whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could be like your expectation for your cleanliness of your house. Anything like that. And so if you're not sure if that's you, have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Or do you have a really hard time delegating? Because you know that you're going to be really frustrated with the results if anybody else but you handles something. Um, Have you missed the mark on something? Like that was just so insanely high and then because you didn't hit that insanely high mark you just are obsessed with ruminating on that thought of just feeling like you're a failure and you're not cut out to do something um and do you feel like the expectation is that you have to be 100 percent perfect 100 percent of the time
0: that's a that's a yucky place to live yeah don't stay there
1: (laughs) yeah It is. So if that's you and you're identifying with it, then what you need to do is learn to take your mistakes in stride and see them not as like this fatal flaw, but realizing that that is part of your growth to taking you to that next level.
0: Right. And that fits with that uh, one of the episodes we did, I think last week about perfectionism with our own son and Enneagram 1s maybe Enneagram 2s if you have a strong one wing um, you deal with this kind of thinking
1: right so like we talked about then like pushing yourself to get something done in a day Um, you know the suggestion here is pushing yourself to go ahead and do something before you would normally feel like you're ready Um, because it's just you know like okay you're never gonna have the perfect time so let's just ready set go jump Mm All right, number two (laughs) <laughs> Superwoman and Superman.
0: I don't have this issue, but you might. This might be yours.
1: Yeah, this this is probably really me. Um, some people who experience the Superman, Superwoman issue are convinced that they're actually phonies hanging out amongst real deal colleagues. Um, and so they push themselves to work harder and... Cover up any kind of insecurities that they have by basically being a workaholic is essentially another term for this. So, if you're not sure if this applies to you, you can ask yourself do you stay later working, you know, whether that's in the office or at home or whatever, than the rest of your team, even past the point that you've already finished the necessary things, you're just on working on other extra things? Do you get stressed out when you're not working? And you find that your downtime, like you're just frustrated because you feel like it's wasteful to take downtime. Have you um, ever felt like you haven't truly earned your title? Like even if you have all these degrees and accomplishments and that kind of thing, you still you know, feel like you're not really worthy of being in a position? Then you might be a superwoman, superman.
0: And just... Just as a side note when I when I meet people for the first time and I'm like, "Oh what do you like to do for fun like what's your hobby if I get to that point in the conversation and they're like eh, I don't really have any hobbies I'm like, well, we're not gonna be friends, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I might marry you
0: because you're not very balanced as a person yeah, I might marry you but yeah
1: I mean for real, like there were days when I was teaching public school that the the night janitors were like you have to leave now because we're locking up the building yeah. um so I know <laughs> <laughs> that that could have been a signal to me so if that is you um, then you need to start looking at ways that you can be attuned to internal validation and nurturing your own inner confidence so that you're not so fixated on how other people are viewing your work and all of that external validation all right number three the natural genius so this is one and you know I feel like you're not necessarily pigeonholed in one. Like, you're probably throughout your life going to experience this. If you're continually trying and growing and doing new things, you'll experience multiple parts of these. Um, But this one, like the perfectionist, sets that internal bar impossibly high. But in addition, they have no grace for themselves whatsoever. Like, they expect to hit that impossibly high bar immediately. First try. Always. Always. So if you have ever experienced excelling at a lot of things without any effort, if you have a track record, like when you were in school, you got all straight A's and gold stars. If you were told as a child that you're the smart one in the family or in your peer group or whatever, um, if you're not open to having a mentor or a coach because you're confident that you can handle all things on your own, then that might be an issue for you. Right. I hear it,
0: it makes me think of when I hear about like military training, like um, special forces or like the Navy SEALs or whatever. They do these crazy in the US military, these crazy training things to see who can make it. Like they have just amazing, gifted, talented college athletes and people who are just amazing athletes and just genetics and just look like, you know, like they're chiseled out of, you know, stone, basically. And they end up quitting because they've they've been told their whole life, you are the most amazing thing ever. Everything you do comes so easy. You're going to be wonderful. But when they go through this training, the whole point is, can you take that being crushed and keep trying and keep moving?
1: <laughs> right. Because the, the big thing here for the natural genius is they, they feel like they have to get everything 100% correct the very first time. Um, so to move past that, you have to... Start viewing yourself as a work in progress. And that's a huge psychological shift. Um, But realizing that great things, while some things have come to you very easily, you're probably gifted in some things, no one can do all things without learning and growing and that kind of thing. Um, that there are going to be things that you cannot have impossibly possibly high standards and meet them the very first time you try them. Right.
0: Okay, so ready for number four? Yes. The soloists. Um, these are people who feel as though asking for help reveals they are phony. So they can't ask for help. Um, and you think, well, that's kind of silly. But gosh, have you ever worked for someone? who will not ask for help or will not show or admit they see it as weakness almost, you know, like, Oh, I'm just too weak to whatever. So I'm going to do this myself. And you're like, okay, you do this right now. You're just going to drag us through a, a very bad <laughs> cycle of bad stuff. Um, and it says, not sure if this applies to you. Do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? I don't need anyone's help. Does that sound like you? It's hard to connect and partner with people. Who just continue to have that imposter, you know, threat when they feel threatened, that's where the imposter level goes to.
1: Right. And so the shift for that is realizing the value of team. Um, and I think about even like in scripture, we hear about different spiritual gifts that are given, uh, but then there's a really clear teaching that people are gifted in different ways. And the idea is that we all work together. And do our individual giftings so that the body together can accomplish bigger things.
0: Is being a jerk a spiritual gift?
1: (laughs) All right, moving on. Mr. Wood, you might need to talk about this one. I have some input.
0: Oh, (laughs) Experts, the people who have this problem, measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do. Believing they will never know enough, they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. This is the, um, this is probably me. Do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement? Uh, Are you constantly seeking out training or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? That's pretty funny because I want to do it just to know more. I know you do. I just want to like, but it could be, you know, I've never thought about it as there's a deeper level. Like I just want to know more, but the imposter would be, you know, like Enneagram five. Like me would basically be like,, um, do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? That's funny because you just yeah I hate cute? I hate it when these things hit like home, you know <laughs> okay, so it says start practicing just in time learning. this means acquiring a skill when you need it. For example, if your responsibilities change rather than hoarding knowledge for false comfort. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, okay. I'm done talking about that. Okay.
1: I just thought it would be fun to have you read that Uh, specific one. (laughs) So no matter which of these five that you identified with, um, it's really important, I think, that you just keep in mind that studies show, studies who have looked at and questioned like the most successful people, 70% of them have experienced this imposter syndrome. Uh, So you're in really good company. If you've experienced this like in your career or really in any other area, um, take a moment and process the fact that it's really unfair and unkind for you to not give yourself credit for what you deserve.
0: Right. And even if you don't remember these five, I don't even remember all of them right now, but when you see yourself keep hitting the same wall of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hiding, you keep having these same, Emotional triggers or thoughts like, oh, I just, I don't deserve this, or I'm not, I'm not good enough for this, whatever they are. Just be aware that this is like legitimately real and that other people around you are, I know I've just said, I've said this earlier, but they're going through this too. So you can help, you can help them process through this. You can help yourself start to process through this. And I guarantee if you make it through this and you start to see the patterns of negative stuff, you will accelerate so much quicker as a person in your personal growth, your relationships, just enjoying life when you realize, oh, I don't have to listen to this wrong story every time.
1: And, you know, one thing that I think is interesting is as we go through these, a lot of the um, kind of exercises that were included have to do with other people. So feeling like an imposter is like, an individual thing that you keep to yourself that that thought process but the antidote is connecting with your teammates connecting with a mentor connecting and mentoring someone else so a lot of that is making the choice to have those connections and not just stay in your own isolation in your own head on this
0: yeah for sure don't stay there
1: <laughs> run away <laughs> All right. Most of all, guys, we want you to remember, as always, that you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love for you to connect with us. You can do that on Facebook if you search for The Less Stress Family. You can do that on Shauna's Instagram account. Or you can do that on our um, website, lsfpodcast.com. And now, because Justin has felt like it was super important to be able to communicate with people by email... <laughs> So you can now email us woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Blessings.
0: Thank you.